Good evening, guys. I hope you're all doing very well. This is the third episode of the Sectal Podcast from Love Doll UK. And I'd like to start with a roundup of the news. I've picked three stories. The, fir- the first one is a story from Sputnik News. It's, it's a Russian media organization with offices around the world. Uh, and they have website visitors of around 75 million per month. So it's quite a substantial publication, if you will. The, the title is uh, Sextile Harmony Sensory Upgrade Certain to Freak You Out. And essentially, this is about the, the real doll or... Or the, or the spin-off company Realbotics, uh, and it's their flagship product, Harmony. If you haven't heard of this one before, Realdoll is a, is a manufacturer of silicon dolls. They, they were one of the sort of the first original, they're pretty much one of the best silicon doll manufacturers that you'll find based in America. They've moved into the realm of, of robotics, and they've created a doll called Harmony. This has uh, some inbuilt AI, uh, if it is AI, and has some movement. So it's, it's basically the, the head that does everything. So the eyes move, the, there's some talking there. You can have a conversation with it. How good that is, you know, we'll find out. Um, now, she, she was originally delayed by about a year, but the, the first orders that people have placed, they, they, apparently they've now been manufactured and, and they are being delivered to customers, you know, over the next few weeks or so. So that's a really exciting time. And, I, you know, and I I think it'll be fantastic to to hear what the what the feedback of customers is. You know, it's certainly an interesting point, and and it's something I've often wondered: is is are we looking? You know, it's certainly current um, purchases of sex dolls. Are they are they looking for um, AI? Is is that the, is that the big thing for them? Is that the holy grail, or are are they quite content with um, you know just to have the doll uh, lie there and 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 do its job, so to speak, you know, and and maybe we'll have a split camp, and maybe half people will go that way, and half half people will stick with the original, or, or maybe we might even see a whole new demographic. This may open up a whole new product range, so to speak, to people out there, people who previously never been interested, or you know, not interested enough to make a purchase. Suddenly, this gets a bit more interesting, and they think this has gone beyond a basic sex toy, a basic sex doll. Maybe this is something that they're going to be interested. In. So that's going to be great to find out what the feedback is and what you know how how sales are and i mean of course we're going to hear sales are brilliant and wonderful and we're going to hear a lot of stories but it'll be interesting to find out what the genuine feedback is and and being part of the community we, we will hear that and you guys will hear that as well and, and, and we'll be to find out what people's reactions are the the, the story centers on on something called the x mode um and, and states it's it's sure to freak people out now i don't know what this x mode actually is and if any of you if any of you know what this is you know please please email me and let me know if not, if the story continues, I'm sure I'll find that out. There's also a very, a very interesting quote, just kind of plastered halfway under, under a photo there. And it basically says the first owner of Harmony Sex Bot said that if sex with woman with a woman is, is a 10, then with the doll, it's an 8. Now, I don't know if he's referring to dolls in general or if he's referring to the Harmony doll, you know, with the with the added bit of AI. Um, but either way, it's, you know, it's, it's that, that to me is probably perhaps more interesting. And I wonder, you know, if we, if we did an actual poll, what, what you guys w- would rate, you know, how you would actually rate the, the sex compared to that with a woman. My imagining is it's probably going to come in around the seven or eight anyway. And you know, I've spoken to a lot of people, a lot of people who have, uh, you know, who have very active sex lives with women, um, as well as dolls. Uh, and, the, you know, they say that it, it's, 
you know, it's good. It's very good. It's very close, but it's never quite as good, you know. And I, I don't think I've met anybody who's, you know, who's who has a lot of experience with women as well who've actually turned around and said it's as good. So I think it's it, it's getting up there, you know. It's close, and and I think with the advent of um, the AI and and potentially future developments of, of actual movement. Once we see that, you know, to me, this is the bigger thing, that the movement of the limbs and things. Once we see that happening, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of a figure we're going to put on it. I mean, are we then going to put on a nine or a 10 and see, you know, that it's, it's, it's as good? And, you know, a woman would only be better because there's some randomness that could come from a human that, that couldn't come from a robot. But then again, maybe it could potentially be programmed in there. And that's a big question. Can robots replace women or, or men in the bedroom sufficiently so that we, we just stop having sex with each other for the reason of physical pleasure or physical release. Um, you know, that, that's, that's an interesting thing. And I think that's probably where a lot of the hype and a lot of the hysteria comes in and things that people are worried about is, is that that is potentially what's going to happen. I mean, I guess it could, but on the same note, I think as a species, we were very programmed by by our DNA and and by our by our own kind of desires to to procreate and breed. You know, maybe a lot of people out there don't seem to want to do that anymore because the population's so high and and they they don't feel the need to. Um, but I think certainly if populations dwindled or anything like that, we, we'd certainly um, we'd certainly all feel that desire again. I think the um, the continuation of the human species is probably one of the biggest drives we, we really have, and I don't think we, we you know will come up against that anytime soon unless there's some kind of crazy war or something like that. Um, but yeah, so I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I do think it has the potential to alter the status quo with relationships and sexual relationships and, and simply because that's kind of happening anyway you know I mean we, we are seeing a little bit of a dissolution of marriage and that kind of thing and we are seeing a change in general um, and, and if if we as a species are kind of moving towards that you know um, in terms of either being perpetually single or in terms of having um, moving from partner to partner in different stages of our lives which you know obviously that's happening a lot more now um, yeah this is something I don't necessarily think it's it's disru- it's a disruptive technology that's gonna suddenly change everything um, but I think it could facilitate a bit more change but I, I think we're always going to want to breed and, and, and procreate. So the next story I want to uh, focus on is uh, a one titled Revenge of the Sex Bots, How Sex Robots Could Be Hacked to Murder You in Terminator-Style Executions. Uh, This is in the Irish Sun, uh, and that's an an online publication that has uh, around 5 million monthly visitors, with the majority being in Ireland, uh, and that's followed by um, uh, smaller smaller quantities, but significant in, in the USA and the UK. Now, it seems to me that you know, they've, they've basically got together a few um, very imaginative people, kind of asked them, convinced them, or led them into saying the, the, worst, the worst things they could possibly think of about sex dolls and their owners. The main story, it, it follows on from the privacy story that, you know, which we talked about in a previous episode, which was basically stated that the dolls could uh, could record people. They could have cameras in the eyes in order to interact with the world, and they could then record you in your sexual activities with the dolls, and then that could be used for blackmail purposes or whatever. And, and, and absolutely conceded that that, that that could happen, um, as it could happen anybody who has sex in front of their their phone 
Charles must have five or ten cameras in, in the house, you know, at any one time. And yes, technically any one of those could be hacked and we could be recorded. Yes, the dolls could do it, and that would then be a tricky thing because how would you uh, ensure it didn't happen? Obviously, you would go to licensed establishments and more well-known establishments in the hope that that wouldn't happen. I suppose you could ask for a doll without eyes. You know, maybe that would work. Who would know? The story uh, centers on on a on a statement that was apparently made by a cybersecurity expert, Dr. Nick Patterson in which he says that not only would the dolls uh, record us, they may actually go on to kill us in Terminator-style executions. So I thought, you know, that's a, that's a big claim. So I went on the internet and, and had a look for this guy. Uh, it turns out he's a, he's a legitimate guy. He seems pretty good, pretty well-respected. He's a professor at uh, the Australian School of, uh, of IT. Um, and I thought, you know, I, I've got to reach out to the guy. So I, I sent the guy a few emails and we, we had a little bit of a conversation. And it turns out that uh, not only did he not say that, he, he was talking about a completely different situation. He was talking about a chef robot. Um, he, he had made suggestions that the, the robot itself could be hijacked and, and maybe the, the sort of the eyes of the motors could be, you know, hacked and that kind of thing. Uh, but he never made any... Any reference to uh, the, the the sex robot side of things, and he never made any reference to murder or anything like that. He was simply talking about the hacking, and, and on a much simpler level, um, he's very dismayed that he that he's been brought into this conversation. And from what I gather, the the whole thing has gone, uh, you know, it's kind of gone viral, and and it's probably, um, you know, it's probably tainted part of his reputation in a way that that he doesn't want. I mean, personally, I you know I think you know the the fame from is probably good. It'll raise his profile but you know if you're not in this sector if you haven't sort of made the mental adjustment to be working in the adult sector it's it's quite an embarrassing thing so you know i'm i'm, I'm sorry for dr nick and I, and I think we all need to realize that that uh he is just a professional a professional uh, gentleman and he he doesn't have any ties to this and, and things have been taken very much out of context uh, so i wanted to set the record straight with that first of all I then wanted to deal with the with the claim itself. So let's set Dr. Nick aside and and see that this has this is a statement made by the paper, not by Dr. Nick. And the question is, why would they do that? Uh, obviously, it's it's sensational and it's more likely to sell newspapers. And and let's you know let's set aside any kind of um, other nefarious kind of desire in doing this. Um, you know, spreading fear or anything like that. Let's just talk about the fact that they're selling newspapers. So. As as a subject and as a topic of could they actually uh, go on to kill us? I've kind of got to concede that, you know, if, if they are going to be strong and if they're going to be even if not strong, even if they're just fast and they could quickly pick something up and hit you with it. Uh, yeah, again, it's absolutely possible. Um, but, you know, j j that's the same thing for, you know, a prostitute or that's the same thing for a, a, a person, you know, a woman or a man. You know, if you have a, a sexual liaison with them and you, you don't know them or even if you do know them, you know, um, you, you could be killed in, in that sense as well. Um, you know, if you... If you're a regular kind of guy, you know, the, the idea that that these sex dolls will just randomly start executing people or will be hacked by a group of crazy hacking people and their aim is to execute uh, random punters around the world, 
you know, I mean, well, maybe there's some crazy people out there and maybe that's going to happen. But, I mean, I think after the first one or two executions, I think we're all pretty much going to get the idea and, and stay away from them at that point. You know, I mean... You know, a lot of people might want to try this out, but the, you know, the the price, uh, you know, if the price is a gruesome death, um, you know, that that's quite a steep level of inflation compared to, you know, 60, 60 pounds, 60 dollars, whatever for, you know, for a quick turn with a prostitute as it is today. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy stuff. Yes, yes, it's possible. Anything is possible. Um, but, you know, the, the idea that this could become commonplace is just ridiculous. And to make such a claim, so, you know, they're, they're just sensational. Um, life, life, you know, life doesn't work that way. Uh, you know, it does. It does make one interesting point. You know, and and that is that these dolls are probably going to be easier to hack than 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 um, maybe not so much a computer, but certainly an iMac or, a, or or an iPhone or phone and things. You know, and there's a lot more security on computers these days. Uh, the question is, is um, is um, Matt Matt McMullen over at um, Real Doll? Have you have you guys considered that? You know, so if, if you haven't, I'm sure you need to. Um, maybe you need to hook up with some some uh, cyber security uh, partners to ensure that that happens. Um, I mean, at, at the moment, I think that you are limited. They are limited to. Uh, the dolls being, uh, I think it's just simply just the heads that move right now. It's the eyes, it's the mouth, that kind of thing. Uh, I imagine it hasn't got too strong of a bite, but maybe if it did and somebody hacked it and they swapped over the suck and the bite motion, you know, yeah, maybe maybe somebody could be bitten to death or something like that, you know. Um but, you know, until until we get to the point where uh, the, the dolls can move, they have sufficient strength, um, the cybersecurity side of things might not be quite as important just yet. But yes, absolutely, that's probably got to be on the horizon. Uh, and and they've, got, they've got to think about that going forward. All right, so I'm going I'm to read a bit more of this article. And um, so we, we have, uh, you know, as I said, there's, there's some other people saying some strange things. Um, and we have uh, Tim Mackey a senior technical advisor at uh, software and computer chip firm Synopsys. Uh, he says that sex bots in the near future will likely collect data on the users to build a more personalized experience. Yes, it, it makes sense that that's going to happen. I mean, we've got the whole deep learning thing, and it's going to be a case where pretty much everything is just going to be analyzed to death in order to, to, to give the best experience for everything. Um, he says, yeah, users are always expecting um, more from the smart gadgets, absolutely, um, and security has not kept pace. Um, yes, yeah, that, that's probably true. Um, this extends to sick robots where gadgets of the future would collect a relationship profile built around the preferences of whoever is in control. Yes, again, it makes sense that they would do that. Um, activity with a robot could be stolen by hijackers, just as activity with certain brands of smart sex toy has been compromised before. Um yeah, it could be. You know, the, the the actual patterns of of how you like to make love, the, the rhythms of how you like to thrust or be sucked or, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely, those patterns could be stolen. Um, and again, it goes back to maybe you could, uh, it could steal the... 
the video. It could steal a video of that. But um, you know, I mean, if, if it does, you know, and if, if that happens to to this uh, to these dollars or any in the future, again, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be huge news. Uh, if they simply use it, you know, to, to blackmail or something, it's going to happen a few times and then somebody's going to say, I don't care. And then, you know, it's going to be big news. Um, it's all possible. But the fact that it's going to be, become a mainstream activity, uh, that these things are going to happen, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, you know, it's, and, and it's it's also the case of, you know, when they when they talk about the the whole blackmail thing, um, you know, if somebody says, OK, give me 10 grand or I'm going to show you show you a video you know, showed the video of you having sex with a doll to the world. Um, at, at one time in the past, you know, maybe that would be hugely embarrassing. Maybe, maybe even two or three years ago, somebody would pay a lot of money for that tape not to be released. Um, whereas I think the amount of media exposure over the dolls now, um, even somebody who's not massively in this world, uh, they will. You know, are they going to fork out a ton of money that they don't put it out there? I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll even think to themselves, you know what? This worked for Paris Hilton. This worked for Kim Kardashian. Why don't you release the tape? You know, maybe I'll be famous. Maybe I can quit my job. You know, who knows? Might even be worth paying them 10 grand if they'll actually release it. Um, you know, anyway, maybe maybe I'm being silly. Maybe not. Um, you, you know, again, more, more crazy people, I shouldn't say that, but more people in, in, you know, in this. So you've got Professor Kathleen Richardson, an expert in ethics and culture of robots. Um, I've not heard of, not heard of her yet. So I, I will look up on Twitter and, and I'm sure she's, um, I'm sure she's very uh, sensible. Um, uh, but she, she believes men who have sex with dolls develop a lack of empathy towards women. Okay, I mean, first of all, we've got to make sure we don't know if she actually said it and she said it like that. Newspapers always take things out of context. Uh, if she did say it, that, that's a big claim. It's a, well, if she believes it, I guess it's not a big claim, but if she believes that that's what happens, I, I don't think that's true, you know. Um, you know, if she says that people who do this develop a lack of empathy, I don't think that's the case. I think some people might start with a lack of empathy and it, and it could... Um, you know, it could in some cases compound that. But, you know, the majority of cases, a lot of the guys that we've worked with, that hasn't been the case. You know, it, it, it's been a case where they, they have actually... Um, they have actually fostered, they have actually created more empathy or, or have grown, you know, grown empathy from, from none. You know, they, 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 there is a case of that, you know, the time and the, the non-judgmental acts and the time they have with their doll, they actually learn affection for the doll, which in time does transpire to the rest of the world. Uh, so I don't know what evidence she's going on. Um, you know, we, we're going on evidence that, you know, we've sold a lot of dolls and we've spoken to a lot of people and we've interacted with a lot of people and, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of seeing the opposites true. Uh, I don't know where she's getting her information from. I'm sure she's getting it from somewhere. She's a professor. You know, she, she's got it. And, you know, it would be nice to have a discussion with her. Um, what you know what she just go on to say is that you you can't you cannot learn empathy from a doll it's not a it's not a person it's not alive and the only thing going on is what's inside of you well well yeah but that's that's true for the rest of the world um now you you know you may say with a woman you're getting external stimulus but yes you are uh, you are also with a doll uh, um, albeit simply visual and tactile, you're not getting an auditory stimulus unless you've got some kind of um, moaning uh, track in the background or something like that. And yes, you're not getting... Um 
you're not getting an, a, you know uh, an injection of ideas from another person um, but a lot of a lot of what goes on between people is our own interpretation anyway you know a lot of it is a lot of what goes on is inside our own minds so if you have two people uh, the the person isn't directly projecting their impressions or opinion into your mind you are interpreting them internally anyway um, I, I would just argue there that 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 you know the the sex with a doll. It, it doesn't seem as if it is as one sided as as uh, certainly as she would believe. Um, and it's all you know. She also goes on to say there's evidence to show that men who use uh, human prostitutes lack empathy. And um, you know how would you develop empathy if if you're with a doll? Um, well, yeah, may, you know, maybe they lack empathy. You know, maybe some some guys are just, you know, they're, they're, um, uh, they're occasionally using prostitutes. Maybe some of them, I mean, you've all heard the, the concept of a girlfriend experience, and I think that's, you know, that's quite a popular thing with the prostitutes from what you read. Um, you know, that, that they're, they're wanting more than just, a, um, you know, a, a porn star experience. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's a big generalization and, and that may well be her experience, uh, but it's, it's, it, it is an experience I have come across, but it's certainly not the only experience. Um, you know, if, if, if for me talking to people, um, you know, talking to men um, predominantly in, in the sex doll world, you know, they, they kind of fall into camps. And I, I've probably said this before, but you have people who... Will come into the doll world for a short time, or they may even come into it for a long time, but they don't delve too deep. They use the dolls as a tool, um, as an escapism, or as, as a stepping stone for the for um, the next stage of their life. And, and sometimes that is, um, you know, somebody who has divorced and lost their confidence, or they, they've been widowed, their partner's died. Um, you know, they've had a bad experience with a partner. You know, they've, they've been treated really badly. And, and, you know, maybe they've been just as guilty as well. Um, you know, and, and these people will use the dolls um, to move. And I'm guessing some people will do this with prostitutes as well. They will use them to move on and, and, and get over whatever it is they need to get over. And they'll move on into the next stage of their life. And they will then either um, sell the dolls and move on and never come back. Or they may um, sideline them and just use them sparingly. Or some people even use them in their relationships going forward um, and and then you do have a, a kind of a second camp of, of people who in my opinion that they've probably been hurt too badly um, as, as children or by society or they've they've just become so disenfranchised with society um, and and with women um, or, or you know vice versa you know some some women have felt that way with men and 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 they stay in the doll world, and and that does become their world for a long time. And and yes, I have come across some characters who. I don't know. No, I don't know. Even even the the most deeply entrenched. I would never say that they have no empathy because speaking with them, they're always kind and have empathy. Um, now, now this lady might argue that because they're talking to me as a man that, that they have empathy for men. Um, but they, they certainly seem to exhibit empathy for their dolls. They, see, they seem to take very great care of them. You know, they're, they're not mistreating them. Um, yeah, I mean, I could go into a lot of stories about how well they, they do think of their dolls. Um, 
So, yes, th- there are two camps. There are two camps of one who get into this and they, and they do grow from the experience. They do increase their empathy. They do go on to have better, more successful relationships. And, yeah, there are maybe some guys who, who will, will never really fully move on from that. But, but again, isn't that just life? Some, some people can never move on in life. Um, but I, I don't see these as cold, psychopathic, women-hurting people. I, I really don't. I just don't think that's in the doll world. And okay, so so lastly, there's um, uh, let's see what this one says. Um, so there's another one. There's a there's a Russian sexologist. Um, I hope I pronounced this right, Lev uh, Shegloff, uh, and he agrees that using sex dolls will result in psychopathic disorders. I mean, oh my God, how you know how far can we stretch this? That using dolls. Using sex dolls will result in psychopathic disorders. I mean that that's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, it, it doesn't. That I haven't experienced that in any way, shape, or form. I think if we were in this industry and everybody we sold to, if they just increasingly got psychopathic, I don't think we could do this business. You know, um, I, I've told many stories of some of our first customers and things, and things that really got us hooked in this business. And thought, you know, this is a great business. It's it's very helpful for for men. It's it's very helpful for the world. Um, it, it's not the case. You know, they, they they've got they've got it backwards. They you know people aren't becoming more psychopathic um it's going the other way they are becoming more empathetic they are becoming better people as a result of using these um you know he he told um he told sputnik so i guess this is referring to another article um he told him that sex with a robot is just a fake imitation and it can lead to psychopathic disorders and isolation okay yes it can I wouldn't say it does, and I would say the majority of cases it's the opposite. In circumstances, yes, I suppose it could lead to that. Um, But it's the same as anything. It's the same as when they say, you know, cannabis use um, among people with a... um, a uh, you know, a, a, a predilection, if that's the right word, a predilection for, um, you know, um, mental illness can develop uh, schizophrenia and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody who's kind of that way orientated, they could take this the wrong way, you know, and they could take it too far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he added that the non-human interaction fails to bring the emotions that shape and bring sense to our life. Um, no, that's incorrect. They, they they may fail to bring the other party's emotions, uh, but the the person uh, using the doll still has all of their own emotions uh, to 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 deal with and, and bounce off. And sometimes, and especially this is the, this is the clincher here. Um, sometimes they're not ready for another person's emotions, and they're only ready to deal with their own. And and that's what they're doing there. That's what they're doing. Okay, the last story I want to talk about, and it's just going to be a quick one because I'm aware that this is probably going to be quite a long podcast. The story is called The World's First Consensual Sex Doll Brothel in the US Tanks, Tanks, as in fails, because people don't want to pay money to seek sex bots' consent. Now, this obviously refers to the story we talked about in the previous episode of the cult leader Unicron, who wanted to start, who wanted to raise $150,000 to create the world's first sextile brothel where you had to get consent from the robot. Even though consent at the moment is technically not possible, so it was just kind of weird anyway, and to be fair... 
It seems more like a pipe dream. And it, and it was never going to happen anyway. And, and it's got nothing to do with the fact that people didn't want to pay for, for, for consent. The story itself says nothing further about its actual headline. Now, this is from Lastly, which is an Indian news website with, with a couple of million visitors. You know, it's a very small in terms of news establishments, but quite a busy one. Uh, but these are mainly in India with a few in the USA and UK. So it's important just to put a bit of context in there. This, is, this isn't in um, the UK media and things. It's, it's still picking up a lot of views. And it's interesting that that's, that's the message they're pushing to Indian people. If you compare this to prostitution, you know, everyone, with the exception of a few, um, you know, despicable, horrible people, obviously, um, you know, what they're doing is paying for the consent. They're paying for fast consent, you know, in a few few cases, it comes in a matter of minutes or something, um, rather than weeks. You know, they're speeding up the process of getting that consent, and, and that's what they're paying for. So to suggest that people simply don't want to pay for consent um, just because it's sex sex robots or sex dolls, you know, again, it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm just going to write this article off as purely sensationalist. There's absolutely zero merit in it whatsoever. And even the other, the other um, stories, they, you know, they're a bit crazy. They're a bit sensationalist, but they do, they, they do have some sort of um, basic backing and basic sort of legitimate questions in there. Uh, but this one, total joke. I'm not even going to discuss it further. So now we come to the second part of the show where I respond to feedback and questions that we've had from some of our new listeners and Bob had previously asked us uh, some of the questions and, and he'd asked us about the the weight of dolls. Uh, he's, he's purchased quite a heavy one, quite a large one and, and he's struggling to move her around a bit and, and the first thing I would say is you know especially some of the heavier dolls they're not really meant to be carried around the house from room to room uh, they're more of a case of putting them in a, in a position either in a chair uh, next to you watching TV or in a bed and and that's kind of where you would leave them you wouldn't really move them around from room to room because we are when you're talking 50 kilos you know that that is a heavy weight that's a very heavy weight for a lot of men uh, and and it's the realism of the of the sex and the of the contact uh, that that you're getting rather than the movability now he also asked me uh, what the weight of the skeleton was inside of the doll because he thought you know if that was a if that was a big contributor to the weight that would be a good idea to for the factory to change that you know maybe maybe some kind of carbon fiber skeleton or something. Uh, a lot of people have mentioned that to me over the time and and the the fact of the matter is the skeleton actually only accounts for about four or five kilos of the weight. So when you're talking of the big 50 kilo dolls, you, you're talking 10, 10% or less of the weight is actually in the skeleton. And so they probably could make advancements there, but that's not where a lot of the weight uh, reduction is going to come into things. The the bulk, well, all of the rest of the weight really, you know, with a, with a few exceptions for some very small parts, is in the TPE of the doll, the, you know, the, the, the rubber, the plastic, the, the sheer mass of that on a big sort of five foot seven voluptuous doll with big boobs, big hips and big bum and big legs, all of the weight is in the TPE. And 
that you know where the where the reductions of weight will come in in future which is speculation at the moment but it's going to come in the form of either a lighter material or some kind of filling inside the material be it foam cores or, or that kind of thing uh, but it's something that's being worked on by a lot of the manufacturers so it's it's something that will be solved at some point uh, but it's it's not immediately on the horizon, but it, it is coming at some point. Uh, he also asked about uh, robot heads, and, and he said the next thing that's needed is, is the speech. Uh, yeah, we are starting to see them, as we mentioned earlier in this podcast, the story of, um, of Harmony, and, and she has some uh, speech and speech recognition and things going on right now. We actually took delivery of, of the talking head uh, from our factory uh, probably about six months ago now and they they were out there in the and they were ready and they, they were operating on um, one of the sort of famous uh, brands of, of AI and it, you could interact with it now the only problem was at the moment was that it was in Chinese so it was it was aimed for the Chinese market the factory haven't seen uh, to convert that into English yet and and one of the main reasons for that and, and maybe I'll I, I mean I should have showed you guys a video of this because when I got it it was I wanted to see one I wanted to get one in um, when I saw it, I was like yeah that's great but it, it it's not ready for sale and we could have been selling these about six months ago but I think I think a lot of people would have been disappointed and, and the fact that it was still in Chinese you know I don't think many people would have been happy with that we did look at a partnership with a software company and reverse engineering and actually changing them into English and I think you know that that was possible we could have done that and that would have been great but the movement of the eyes uh, is still a little bit robotic and the movement of the mouth wasn't really in sync with the speech that was coming out it was kind of just a, a talk and movement up and down and again I mean if people are really interested in that let me know and, and I'll see if I can put I'll, I'll, I'll get it back out again I'll see if I can create a video for you guys and show you it um yeah I'd forgotten about it for a while and it's a shame because we've sat on it for a while I really should have showed you guys that a bit more uh, also Bob asks about uh he liked what was mentioned about the the healing side of dolls and I said I would talk a little bit more about that. The whole healing aspect of dolls is, is it's a podcast in itself. It's, it's a huge one. And it's not something I, I talk about too often. Because in my experience, and especially when I've been talking to a, a, a new or prospective customer who's interested in getting a doll, and I would often tell them that the, the doll would offer some amazing benefits to their lives and some wonderful healing aspects. What I would often find, I'll go into that in a bit of detail, and what I would often find is that that would actually seem to scare off the prospective customer. And even though I think in many ways in the back of the mind that's what they're going for, uh, they don't necessarily want to hear that side of it because they're coming at it from a straight-up companionship or a sex angle. And when I talk too much about the healing side, it probably softened it too much for them. I, I don't know. That's speculation on my part. Uh, but I, I often found that talking about that too much 
would often scare the customer away and and one of course we don't want to do that because we want to sell dolls but also we don't want to do that because if somebody is embarking on that side of things i think it's very important for them to do it and and to and to get a doll and to to enjoy the benefits of the doll so that said i don't want to go into too much detail about it uh, but some of the things i will say are that the reason I got into this business in the first place, or so the reason I stayed with this business uh, was because one of our first customers, uh, he bought a doll and I heard from him about six months later and he told me, uh, he wanted to sell the doll back to us and he wanted to come up and meet me and he told me that he had, he no longer needed the doll because he got himself, I think it was his first girlfriend and she was moving into his house and he was moving on with his life. And, and I just thought that that was an incredible thing that the confidence that he got from having the doll, either from having sex with it or from just spending time with it, um, it allowed him to move on and, and move on into a relationship. And a lot of the time I think that is actually what happens. Uh, the, the healing side as well, I've talked to a lot of guys about this, the healing side of the non-judgmental sex that people are having with the dolls as well, that is also a massive thing. Um, no matter what we say, and male bravado aside, sex is a, a hugely personal thing and it's a hugely obvious, obviously intimate moment. And I think all of us fear judgment in, in that action. And unless you're in a very loving and very trusting relationship, that's very hard to get around. It takes time to build up. And if you have any kind of stigma or fear of it yourself, then it's very difficult to overcome that with another person. Now, when you have sex with a doll, there, there is no judgment other than your own. But as it's just your own, over time you can overcome that and you can stop the voices inside of your head about it. And you can see that really the doll is, although you, there's a projection of personality onto it, the doll is uh, an object that is not judging you. And over a period of time, that kind of sinks in with, with the user and they can make a mental shift in their mind state and move on to a position where they're not as hung up about that you know and it's the same with it's the same with for example a guy who who can't approach a girl in a bar and he will go through um you know a lot of tension thinking about that but some of these programs, I think you see in the big in America where they teach men how to approach women. And the more you do that and the more you just get it out of your system and the more you get less hung up about it, the easier that becomes. And it's the same with a lot of things. Now, I think going and talking to a girl in a bar is a very difficult thing for many people. Having sex is, is even more difficult again. So... Uh, there aren't many girls who are just going to lie there and not judge you uh, in any way, shape or form. Uh, but a doll will do that. So, so it's a very wonderful thing for that. And, and, and lastly on it, uh, I will go into this in more detail if, if people really want me to. But uh, lastly, I would kind of say the, um, the, the doll can also be used for uh, 
the training of sexual performance as well. If people have any anxiety around that, uh, you know, premature ejaculation or uh, erectile dysfunction, you know, if, if people can't get erections and things, uh, there's a lot of performance anxiety, which again, uh, that can be overcome just by having um, non-judgmental sex in your own time and overcoming things in, in a healthy way. Uh, so, so there's many benefits of it. You know, there, there's there's some physical and there's some, there's some mental and, and, and emotional there as well. Peter also told us that he's been enjoying the podcasts and he agreed with a lot of what was said uh, in the previous one, which was with regard to newspapers. And, and he said he, he likes to quote uh, uh, the old adage, Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And he said even if his free local rag that are his free local rag that arrives every Thursday is unread uh, and he just uses that to wrap potato peels in. You know that's um it's a good point, you know, and a lot of newspaper stuff is is now it really is entertainment. And I think we have to appreciate that. And there is still a place for it, and I think a lot of people do like the entertainment side of things. Uh, I'm not really one for reading the newspapers, but I, I do at the moment kind of like to follow the uh, the headlines and, and what's going on, not in the media, but in the media, but, but more in the social media. So I like to see the headlines in Twitter and I like to see different things that are going on there. And there's some great phenomenons and, and new things that go on. So I think that's wonderful stuff. And I think that's just a, that's a change on things. So it's moving to a more personalized involvement from the public and, and their spin and, and take on things. I think that's really good. He also says that um, that I should watch the film Ex Machina uh, to see what could really go wrong with sex robots with AI. Uh, I have seen that film before and it's, it's an absolutely incredible film. I think I watched it two or three times straight off the bat as soon as I, as soon as I saw it and I knew it was going to be a good one. Uh, it's been a little while for me, but I do remember when it came out, we actually, we loved it so much, we bought in a load of DVDs and, and we we just gave free copies out with whenever we sold the doll. So if any of you out there got one of those free copies, you know, let, let me know and let me know if you watched the film, if you enjoyed it and, and how it impacted on your experience. And I hope, as as Peter says, he actually he finishes off at the end with uh, scary. He says the word scary shit, and and yet it, it is scary. And I hope we didn't do the wrong thing by sending that DVD out. Uh, but I, I, you know, I'd really like to hear anybody else's take on movies, and maybe we'll do a little bit of a movie roundup. I think I touched upon Lars and the Real Girl previously, and I think rather than me talking about it now, what what I will do is I'll sit down and I'll watch it again, and I'll take a um, I'll give it I'll give a better take on it. If anybody's got any observations on Ex Machina between now and the ex next episode or if anybody's got any questions about it you know let me know and that that would be better I think rather than me just sitting here and, and telling you my thoughts on it, it would be good if we could have a little bit of a conversation on it as well and finally today what I'd like to do is to is probably put a new section into the podcast uh, and this will be 
today will be some website updates and things that we've that we've uh, done recently and maybe in future we'll do a company updates and just give you an update about different things we're doing and, and directions we're going in but today I'll, I'll just tell you about some website updates that we've done recently if you've been on our website and onto the uh, the, the custom builder site rather than the uh, the pre-configured dolls if you if you've gone on and built your own doll you'll see that there's been some changes there recently now previously we had on a few options which we've we've now removed and simplified. The first option we had on there was that uh, there are a small number of heads that actually have an inbuilt tongue. Now there's such a small number that it's a little bit complicated to try and distinguish which ones can have that feature and which ones can't. <coughs> and we also tended to find that even on the heads that could have that, a lot of people weren't ordering them anyway. So I, I think the tongues kind of look good, but they, they weren't really getting ordered and there was just such a small number of them. To keep things a little bit simpler for everybody, we've, we've just removed that altogether. Now we, we still also sell separate tongues, so if anybody still wants a tongue you can buy one separate and you can put that in the mouth of any doll and that will just give an extra level of realism there for you. Uh, the other thing we've done as well is you may have known that we also had a central heating option for our dolls where you could plug them in and within an hour or so the doll would warm up to uh, a, a, a kind of a room temperature and, and that was a, it was a very good feeling it made everything feel a lot better and a lot more realistic but what we found well there was, there was two things well the first was that you couldn't have the latest version of the skeleton with the shrugging shoulders and the twisting waist because the way the wires wrapped around it didn't go around the skeleton inside so so that was one disadvantage to the heat the other, the other side of things was that really nobody was really buying that option out of every hundred dolls. I was going to say we would probably sell four with heat. It, it might even be less than that. It may even just be two or three. Two or three percent of what we were selling had the heat option. And although it sounds like a really good idea, it, it's clear that it wasn't something that was massively in demand. And with the confusion of it only being available on certain skeleton types and as well only available on certain body types, we actually decided to remove that. And again, we've simplified that. But what we are now going to do as standard is offer the upgraded skeleton, the 3.5 skeleton with the shrugging shoulders and the twisting waist on all of the orders, on all of the dolls. So you don't need to select that anymore. <laughs>